All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Well, welcome guys back to the All The More podcast. We're glad to have you back with us this week. Uh, you know, th- this week we're going to be looking into uh, Abram and the lot of trouble that he has with, well, lot. Uh, he ends up having to go go through a whole lot of uh, trouble um, with him, to, you know, going to, to great lengths to, to rescue him uh, as we look at Genesis 13 and 14 this week. Um, but, you know, uh, one, one thing I, I wanted to, to, to jump back to before we actually got into Genesis 13 and 14 was uh, Hebrews uh, 11 um, verses 8 through 10. Since we didn't really talk about those uh, a lot last episode. You know, so j- just to, to recap, it says in, in uh, starting in verse 8, by faith. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of, to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance and he went out not knowing where he was going by faith uh, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob heirs with him of the same promise for he was looking forward uh, to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God so here uh, in this passage you know, again you know, the uh, right now we're, we're focusing on 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 Abraham and his life and and his faith, uh, and so you know, it it it, uh, it tells us you know, you know, that Abraham went out you know went out on a limb you know, trusting God. He placed his faith in God and obeyed, uh, which you know his faith enabled him to obey. That was the the result or the fruit of his faith. Uh, you know when he was called and, and he was you know God called him and told him, Hey, Abram, take you and your family and leave the Ur of the Chaldeans and go over to the land of Canaan uh, and 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 you, that that land was later uh, uh, promised to him <clears throat> uh, and so you know, even you know, he, he really didn't he'd never been to the land you know, he didn't he didn't know what the land was and so you know but but he trusted you know w- what God told him and it says in verse nine by faith he went to live in the land of promise you know, he 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 kind of uh, you know, he he uh, uh, lived there for a while, for a while and we saw last week how he you know, he went down to um, went down to Egypt and then came back and so that's where we are this week is we're this week we're looking back to see where he's come back from Egypt now he's back in the land of Canaan where God had told him to be to begin with um and, uh, and and so you know he 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 lived there you know with with Isaac and later with with Jacob you know in tents you know in the land of promise you know they uh, and so you know, the whole time he was looking you know as it says in verse ten of Hebrews eleven you know, he was looking forward to the city that has foundations uh, whose designer and builder is God that is he was looking forward to the city of Jerusalem and and ultimately the new Jerusalem that will you know, be coming at the end of you know, uh, in the the, the new heaven and the new earth uh, when there's a new Jerusalem uh, and and you know, the promise of redemption has been fulfilled. Um, but now now we can go ahead and uh, jump back here to uh, Genesis 13 and 14. And um, uh, I, I want to go ahead and uh, welcome Aaron onto the podcast. Uh, he, he's he's been, been kind of quiet over there, but that's because I've kind of railroaded him. So hello, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Mm, that's good to be here. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, uh, I would just tell our listeners, uh, I'm on vacation right now in Charleston, South Carolina, and, uh, I'm sitting in a hotel room type of deal. And I'm just proud to say that it's the first time out of this podcast, I've had a table to sit my Bible on. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, no, no, normally Aaron Aaron is uh, uh, relegated to his his truck or, or his wife's car. He, you know, one of the two, um, just because you know. Oh, they call it the recording studio. <laughs> yeah, he gets a he he has all the nice uh, sound dampening uh, plush chairs and everything. Um, That's it. <laughs> but, but anyways, he he's uh, he, he he's off gallivanting, uh, trying to have a big time. Uh, you know, in the big old city of Charleston. Um, but uh anyway anyways that's the 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 glories of of uh, the technology that we can you know be hundreds of miles apart and still you know still do all this all this all this stuff even though we normally do it in separate uh, separate locations anyways Aaron's always uh you know over in Ashburn and I'm always in, over in Brunswick but um that's Georgia for those that aren't Georgians um but anyways uh so so here in here in chapter 13 uh you know uh it, it, it says you know in verse 1 that you know, Abram you know, Abram had come back from Egypt and you know, he and his wife and all that he had and, and lot with him they all came into the uh, uh, the uh, Negev and um, and so yeah you know, uh, he when he came back he came back to the same place where he had he had pitched his tent uh, earlier uh, in in chapter 12 uh, prior to going to Egypt uh, where he had built an altar and everything you know, between Bethel and Ai um, and so you know, he he's coming back to where he should have been to begin with you, you know, I, I think you know uh, and Aaron, I think you'll agree with me on this, that uh, you know, a lot of times we as Christians, we can can get a little bit sidetracked. Um, we, we, we can go down a, a rabbit trail, as it were, you th- you know, of what we think God is intending for us to do or, or you know, what what we hope God wants us to do. And we're kind of feeling it out like, mm, is this what God wants you to do? And, and it, it seems to be working, but then it ends up not being where we should have been, you know. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that's what that's kind of what what Abram did here. You know, going down into uh, down into Egypt. I mean, yeah, I, I know earlier in, in chapter twelve, you know, it it uh, uh it says that in in, in uh, verse ten of, of chapter twelve that you know, now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. I mean, I I I, I recognize that, um, but I don't know. I like to point out, you know, one of the biggest things that uh, I guess ailed uh, Abraham or messed him up a lot is the lack. Of patience, which I know I like patience a lot of times, and um, you know you see that later, a couple of chapters over, whenever he's you know asking God, well, you said you're going to give me all this these uh, children and everything, and I haven't got one yet, right? And he messes around, and uh, and uh, one thing I uh, heard a while back, I told you about it before, is you know the only way I think to really know that you're in the will of God, you know, talking about you know you don't know if God wants to do this or that. The only way to know if you're in the will of God, assuming you're seeking Him in prayer and seeking to do His will in the first place, is that you. You have no will of your own and uh as i say there's a lot of distractions and uh you can see here when abraham uh you know i know i mean he was distracted because he thought for a second that somehow he was in control and god was not or that god had forgot or you know instead of he could have been patient and stayed where he was yet he went to egypt you know god didn't tell him to go there he just decided to go there by himself but luckily for him god ended up blessing him anyway even though
though he had to, like we talked about last week, his wife uh, ended up being taken by Pharaoh, you know, as his own wife. And I don't imagine that was very pleasant. No, um, I, yeah, it wouldn't be very pleasant, would it? No, and being run out of Egypt, I don't imagine that would probably be very pleasant either. But uh, like you say, he got back on track and uh, was able to continue right. and blessed by God. Well, and and you know, uh, uh, two, two, two things I want to clarify. You, you, I, uh, I, you know, I, being your brother, n- know what you're saying when you talk about you uh, ha- having having no will of your own. But just just for for, for clarity's sake, you know, I, I know that uh, you know, that that's not to say that that we do not have the libertarian free will to make our own decisions. Uh, you know, and that's not saying that God you know you know, determines exactly what we feel or think or do. Oh yeah. Um. You know. You know, yeah. That, exactly. the, you know. Saying we have no will of our own means that saying that you have no like your desires are not your own desires but right. your desires is to speak after god that's what is that's what i'm saying yeah 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 we, 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 things and glorifying him right we, we we completely you know uh you know subject ourselves to god willingly you know not not that we uh you know not that he determines anything for us but you know um but you, you know we, you know, that, and you know, that, that's that's the beauty of of free will, uh, and the beauty of the the omniscience and the omnipotence, the all powerfulness of our God, is that you know, as it says in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that for those who love God, and that's key there. For those who love God, all things work together for good, not necessarily for their immediate good, but for the ultimate good for those who are called according to His purpose. And so the um uh, it, it, God is able to use. Use our mistakes and our you know, he, he's able to use you know what we shouldn't have done and what we should do he can use either way and and, and work it out uh, you know for his ultimate outcome which is you know the redemption of, of humanity uh, right. and so uh, you know even here with Abram even though he you know, he, he went down to uh, went down to um, to Egypt and he ended up lying to, to Pharaoh about uh, Sarai being his you know, his sister even though he was half telling the truth but uh, you know, and and Abram ended up uh, not Abram. The Pharaoh ended up giving Abram all this stuff. You know, whenever Abram came out you know, and, and was essentially kicked out of Egypt, you know, he still came out ahead because um, you know God was able to use his his poor judgment and poor decision making uh, to bless him with the the you know all the all the livestock and the servants and and everything else. You know, because it says here you know, in verse two of chapter thirteen in Genesis, uh, now Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. And he journeyed from the uh, Negev as far as Bethel to the place. Yeah, so you know, it, you know, he, he's he's a, a very wealthy person coming out of there. Um, and 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 you know, uh, apparently you know in their travels, you know, as we see in verse five too, that it you know, says, and Lot who went with Abram also had flocks and herds and tents. I mean, he had apparently become uh, fairly wealthy there as well. And uh, you know, all this all this wealth when they get back to to the land of Canaan, um, you know, between Bethel and Ai, that it. it it, it comes to a point where they're they're kind of at a um, the tensions come to a head or come to a point you know um, they don't have enough space they don't ha- you know th- th- there's this, you know, too much livestock everywhere uh, and 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 there, there's not enough space to 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 feed the livestock and to water them and to and do all that. so th- they end up having problems and having strife and you know God had already promised Abram all this land um, but you know notice here in in verse 
eight, uh, Abram Abram comes along and he 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 decides he's going to be the bigger man, and and th- th- this really shows a lot about about Abram's character. It says in verse eight, then Abram said to Lot, "Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen, aka we are family. Like there shouldn't be problems with us because we're family. Um, is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, I will take I will go to the right, or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. Uh, and so you, Abram essentially gives Lot the option, take your, take your half and I'll take, take whatever you don't take, you know, rather than, you know, rather than Abram going ahead and taking the best spoils that, that you know, that he wanted to take, he, 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 he gave Lot, his nephew, the option, but notice there, there's a, there's a, a, a crucial thing that, that, uh, that Lot fell into just like we still fall into today. Uh, in verse 10, it says, and Lot lifted up his eyes and saw the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zoar. Uh, and, and this is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and Lot journeyed east. Thus, they separated from each other. Um, you know, as we'll be looking into later, you know, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, those were very wicked places. Um, but, you know, Sodom, uh, but, you, you, you uh, Lot, you, you know, he, just like we, you know, we, we like pretty things. We like to look at, you know, pretty things and, 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 uh, and have for ourselves the best of the best. You know, it's called, you know, the lust of the eyes. And, you know, at uh, uh, Lot, you know, he decided he wanted to, he liked the look of Sodom and Gomorrah. He liked the look of the valley that, you know, the grass is greener over there. But, you know, as we'll see later, it ended up not being the best thing for him. Um, but uh, anyhow, we, 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 we will look at look at that here in the, in the next chapter, in chapter 14. Um, but, uh, you know, it says in, in, you know, that uh, Abram then in verse 12, Abram settled in the land of Canaan. And, you know, uh, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now, the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. And then uh, as soon as they're separated, you know, God basically tells him in verse 14, you know, look everywhere around you all this land is yours you north south east and west as far as the eye can see that is all yours i will give it to you and to your offspring forever um and so that that's that's you know pretty much where where uh where chapter 13 ends um you know chapter 13 ends with abram um you know setting up his tent and uh uh and uh where he where he sets up his tent at the oaks of uh of uh of mamre uh which are at hebron and there he built an altar, an altar to the Lord. So notice that, you know, all these, like Abram always has some, some altar built to the Lord. There's always some thanks or some act of faith and worship in what he does. Even when you know, like, especially when he, um, when he comes back from, uh, from messing up, he, he, he comes back to God and says, oops, you know, I, you know, he may not say it actually, but he, you know, he says, oops, I messed up, you know, God, I'm coming back to you here. Let me worship you. Let me make a sacrifice to you. All right. So, um, that, now we're going to go ahead and, and uh, now that we've finished, l- finished looking at, at, at 13, um, you know, now, now we're going to kind of go and see uh, see what happens in 14. And this is where, where Abram and Lot really get get into, in, into, the, into the trouble here. Um, so without going through all the, all, the, uh, um, all, all the names of all the kings and, and, and where, they're, where they're from and everything, essentially there were, there were uh, four kings uh, that were going up against five kings. Um, 
you know, all there in the in, in the the Jordan Valley um, region. And uh, anyhow, they 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 went up went up against one another. And um, it says here in verse eight that the uh, uh, the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, you know, all, all these other kings, they joined in battle in the valley of Sedim with uh, Kedolamir, um, king of Elam, and these other kings. Now they uh, where is it here? In yes, so so you know, uh, the, the there were the, the, these kings um, the, in, in, in this valley here, in, in the valley of of, of Sedim, where where they where they had been fighting. It was said it's full of human pits, aka it's, you know it's, it's full of tar pits. Um, and so it says, uh, and as the king kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, that is the pits of bithumen or tar, and the and the rest fled to the hill country. So the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their possessions uh, and went their way. They also took Lot, you know, uh, because Lot had you know allied himself with Sodom and Gomorrah. So it says that they also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom and his possessions and went their way. You can clearly say that Lot was somewhere where he shouldn't have been to start with and uh, he was uh, associating with people he didn't have any business associating with, which is which is pretty bad. But go ahead. What yeah, yeah well, no, no, I mean, that, that, uh, that's pretty much what I was going to say too is that, you know, like you, you see here, you know, you know, Lot, once again, you know, he, 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 uh, he found, he, he was in a, in a place where he shouldn't have been because, you know, I, I'm still not, comp- still not completely, completely um, convinced as, as we kind of stated last week that, or it was last, yeah, it was last week that, uh, uh, that, that, that Lot should have even come along with Abram, you know, you know, because you know, hey, it seems that Lot brings a lot of problems wherever he goes, but, um, Anyhow, uh, it's you know, lot lot ended up being in, in a in a place that you know, as as it was as it was previously stated at the end of uh, uh, at the towards the end of um, chapter thirteen. You know, it was thirteen verse chapter thirteen verse thirteen. You know, it, you know, it talks about how the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. So it was apparently known that there was a wicked place, and so Lot still wanted to go there, you know, even even with that knowledge. So. Uh, he, he just, it's, it's kind of like, he, I said, and even after this whole episode, uh, he, he remains there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess after he's saved, he still hangs out and, and, uh, whenever the, you know, when the angels are there at the courtyard, you know, uh, warning him that, you know, you need to get out of here and everything. And, uh, they're inside the house and the men are out there telling them to come out and everything. And he refers to, to them all as brothers, yeah. which is a pretty, uh, endearing term to, to think of a bunch of wicked people. Right. And then that's in, this is in chapter 19, I think. Yeah. Yes. And 19. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is just a, just, this is giving some character evaluation of a lot. And, uh, and of course, you know, he, he refers to these evil, wicked people as, as brothers and, um, even says, instead of taking the two angels, which he thought were just regular men at the time that he could, you know, have his two daughters instead. And I think that's a sick, twisted, uh, individual that, anyway, that's, that's, that's later in chapter, chapter 19, but yeah, which, which we, we, we will get there soon enough. Right. But, uh, but anyway, you know, a lot, you know, he just seems to get in these, in these predicaments where he's, where, you know, He's where he shouldn't be, and and, and you know, he he aligns himself, uh, you know, wholly with or fully with you know the wrong side, um, right? Which I can think in my own personal life, I've been Lot several times in the sense that you know, you see Abraham and Lot is kind of like a not a father and son, but kind of like an older man who's and there's a younger guy who's kind of like tagging along, mm-hmm. and the younger guy you know goes off and just kind of does his own thing and gets in a lot of trouble when it takes the older man or the wiser man to uh, you know I've had him been rescued myself several times. 
So uh, I really ha- hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Um, yeah, I, I guess you know, it, it really does show us the uh, the importance of having um, you know, ha- having some kind of a mentor. You know, because you know, uh, uh, Lot's father, you know, Heron, well, you know, he he died early on. Um, and so, uh, you know, Lot, you know, essentially spent the majority of his life without a father. Um, He's basically orphaned almost. He had a mother, I guess. But, right. you know, he was, well, I guess in the culture at the time, you know, it's kind of the patriarchal culture. So he would have, you know, joined uh, Abram's household, I'm sure. I would think. I'm not 100% sure. That, that very well may have been the reason why, why Lot tagged along to begin with. Uh, may have been because, you know, Abram was kind of his adoptive, you know, adoptive father. You know, I mean, being his uncle, uh, you know, it, you know he, he may have just, you know, kind of aligned himself or Abram may have chosen him and said, hey, you know, come, come, you know, come be, you know, be, be a part of my family. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how old Lot was whenever Heron died, but, um, but either way, uh, you know, it, uh, you know uh, losing the father you know, is a traumatic event, no matter how old you are. Um, All right. It speaks to the character, I think, of uh, Abram as far as, um, you know, he's willing to, even though Lot isn't doing what he's supposed to do, I'm, and it doesn't really say before this, but I'm sure he's made other mistakes, but he continues to, I mean, like I was telling you earlier, there's the two main things is, you know, he didn't leave a man behind. Right. So lots and, you know, lots in trouble. And also, you know, in the later in the New Testament, Jesus says there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. So you see uh, right in there, I guess, is, I guess we were getting there eventually, but I'm just going ahead and going there now. It says uh, when Abraham, this is chapter 14, verse 14, which says when Abraham heard the kinsmen have been taken captive. This is after the this battle in the valley of, what is it, Siddam? Yeah. It says, uh, you know, he's taken captive. And uh, let's go back and find it. It says he heard the kinsmen have been taken captive. He led forth his trained men born in his house. There was 318 of them and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided the forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them to Hoba, north of Damascus. And this one, 16, says they brought back all the possessions and also brought back the kinsmen lot with the possessions and the women of the people. So I'm saying, you know, Abraham, uh, I guess he loved him or cared about him enough or was concerned about his family and his, I guess, adopted son or nephew, whichever way you want to look at it. He was willing to go into battle, you know, risking his own life. Right. You know, potentially losing his life. He didn't no, well, I guess you know God had promised him that he would do all these other things. So if he had faith, he would understand that God uh, would protect him, or else you know all these other things couldn't be filled. Right. But anyway, he had a, he had a love and a compassion for his for his nephew to go into battle after him. Well, and, and you know I I think you know, in in Abram himself, you know we, we we see we can see a lot of the uh, a lot of the same um, loving aspects that 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 uh, that are found in Christ. You know, right. you know, you know like. You were saying earlier you know, about you know there's no greater love you know than, than to, you know, lay down your uh, life for your friends and uh, and, and you know, here, here, here's Lot you know he's putting it all on the line I mean, excuse me not Lot it's, here's Abram you know, putting it all on the on the line you know he's uh, you know exemplifying um, you know that that same you know sacrificial love you know in a way that you know the, in the same way that you know in a similar way that Jesus did you know Jesus went and you know he he you know, took the 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 sin of the world onto his shoulders um, you know so that we you know, because we couldn't bear it, you know. Uh, you know, we, we we had been captured and 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 stolen away. Well, you know, Jesus came after us and 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 you know and knocked some sense into into sin and 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 Satan and everybody else and and you know you know, got, you know, got us back. You know, us being you know the, the those that have uh that have you know that have willingly chosen to follow him. You know. 
all have the option to, but not all choose to. Um, right. And uh, Jesus reminds us of the same thing. We have to, you know, he told us that if you follow after him, you will experience suffering and affliction and persecution, and these things. And, and uh, he said that that will happen because it's already happened to him. Right. So uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, him just, him, you know, we're called Christians because we're supposed to live in the example of the way of Jesus. So, I mean, to think that we're too good to, that w- those things won't happen to us, this whole health and wealth gospel and everything. I mean, Jesus, we're going to be like him. If we're really following, we're going to be persecuted. We're going to experience suffering and uh, we see that you know later in job you know a man who's clearly righteous but suffered anyway right and uh glory was shown through it so uh anyway go well, ahead. Well, well, and, and you know that, that there's a um there there's a passage that uh um, my, my father-in-law, you know, Scott, he, he, uh, uh, you know, passed on to me, um, you know, whenever I, uh, accepted the, 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 the call to the ministry is, uh, second Corinthians six verses three through 10. Uh, it says, uh, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry, but as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of the right, of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet as true, or yet are true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing everything i mean that 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 sums up what it is to be in ministry and and and, and when i say ministry i'm not talking about just just those who have uh, 100% accepted the call to be a, a preacher, you know, of the gospel, you know, uh, in, in a in a vocational way. I mean, that is the call for all Christians. Any person That's who right. any person who, who who goes out there and says, "I believe in Christ. I am a disciple of Christ. I'm a I'm a follower of Christ." They should be able to 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 you know claim that passage for themselves. You know, it, you know not, not, nothing that we do should ever be for ourselves. It you know. Uh, any of us who are Christians you know, should, should be able to, you know, to, to live out the, the, this passage here because you know, it's, it's, you know, we we were you know, promised that we're, we're going to have these afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings. I mean, all these t- bad things you know, can and probably will happen to us at some point, depending on what aspect of ministry we're in, what part of the world we're in. Um, but you know, even even in the midst of that, you know, uh, it says, "As dying and behold, we live." You know, if we die on this earth, we lose our physical life. That matters matters nothing. I mean, it, it makes it means nothing because you know ultimately you know we will be with Christ. So if we end up dying in His service, we have done nothing but come you know come home to Him a little sooner than we thought we would. Um, right. And, and 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 in the process, you know, so long as we were faithful to Him to the end, we you know, our example uh, can encourage those who are around us and those who uh, the, you know those who uh, knew us you know if they were Christians or not and and. and and, and our sacrifice could end up leading to the salvation of others. You know, for the believer, for the Christian who, who believes and trusts in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, the worst hell you will ever experience is uh, on earth right here. And for the unbeliever, the best heaven you will ever experience is on earth right here. That's exactly right. So Jesus tells us clearly, you know, to put up our crowns in heaven. You know, he says, those who suffer, who suffer for my name's sake will be glorified. And uh, it will be, you know, he's telling us to, to, he's telling us he will suffer for his sake. Another thing is, is uh, 
I have to send you the links so you can put it in the uh, whatever you call it. Yeah, show notes. Yeah, show notes. There was a there's a guy I heard a while back. He's a his name is Pastor Muhammad, which that sounds like Muslim, which he he is ethnically Muslim. He grew he grew up in the Gaza Strip over there in Israel. You know, as a in a Muslim neighborhood, Muslim family, whatever. And uh, as a young boy, he there was missionaries there around there, and he ended up becoming a Christian. Well, now he is a he's a pastor in a southern Lebanon, right above I guess northern Israel, and uh, you know he's in the area of you know persecution, persecution, and uh, the threat of death all the time, threat of imprisonment. He's already he gives basically gives his testimony and his experience over there. But he says he's been in prison for preaching already like five times, and uh, he says he understands and he's had a conversation with his wife and children. He says you know they all understand that at any time they could be killed for doing what they're doing, or you know they could be put in prison and they'll be suffering. But he continues to do it anyway. And uh, one thing he told me that really struck me talking about you know Eastern culture, you know like Middle East culture versus the Western cultures. You know, he was saying, you know, instead of the West just sending bombs over here to blow up the Muslims, he says he was encouraging Westerners. He says, don't be afraid of coming you know, and sharing the gospel because the people in the Middle East don't need bombs, they need Jesus. Right. And um, he's just saying that, you know, anybody who's ready to pick up cross and follow Jesus Christ and be a missionary or whatever, he says, if you're not ready to die, then don't do it. And that's not meaning that we should all like commit to go out and do suicidal things, you know, but you, know, you have to prepare your heart and understand that the suffering and the, you know, it's real. You know, Jesus promises that will happen, but your reward is in heaven and is eternal life. And it is a life with a fulfilling meaning that, you know, you're serving the one true king. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, we, we, we have to live. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know what, what does Paul say? He says, you know, uh, uh, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. I mean, you know, it, if we're going to be Christians, you know, our life should be li- you know, lived as Christ lived. You know, Christ, you know, he never once thought twice about serving someone he, he, he you know he, he he went to the worst of the worst uh the lowest of the lows i mean you know, he, he i mean at, at his birth i mean you know god you know god you know, announced his birth to to shepherds you know he his birth was announced to those that you know were i mean the the, the outcasts of society you know those who were ceremonially unclean you know and, and and couldn't even come into the temple without going through some cleansing rituals and things uh you know because they'd been out with all the life Stock and 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 uh, and so you know um, you know we we must yeah like, I I fully agree with you, like what you're saying you know we, we as Christians we must be ready at any moment to give our life for our God um, I mean He's the one that gave it to us in the first place right so if He's the one that gave it gave it to us in the first place He should be the one that 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 we give it back to at a moment's notice when He calls us to that's right and it's really free it'll set you free the truth will set you free as far as you know, not worrying about all these things that we always worry about and right. You know, like I said many other times on this podcast talking about, you know, we only have a short little blip on the screen in, in eternity here on earth. And, you know, God created us for the purpose of loving him, worshiping him and, and doing his will. And um, he, he, you know, he seeks that every, that no man shall perish, but all shall uh, seek him and find him. And, you know, he just says tons of times all throughout scripture, you know, seek me and you'll find me knocking the door right. will be open. You know, he's, he's wanting us to search him out. And, um, and Jesus told us to go and make disciples, you know. Jesus, it's all about going and telling. And, um, you know, one thing I think that holds people back from going and telling is the fear of rejection or being ridiculed or persecuted or all these things. And Jesus basically told us that it's going to happen. And he's basically saying, you know, what makes you think that you're, that you're better than me, that you shouldn't have to be persecuted right? or, you know, if they're punished or whatever, you know, it's part of the it's part of it. But I think that's a good segue to go to and go and move on to Melchizedek.
to do if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'd be good. I, I just want to make want to make one one more final short point, real quick. Um, you, you, just about you know one final thing about the how, how the extent to which you know, Abram went to go get Lot. You know, it says that you know, he uh, he went in pursuit as far as Dan. Well, you know, for us Westerners and and those who who aren't very familiar with with uh, with the geography of 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 um, the Middle East, especially that of that of Israel, uh, Dan is you know is you know one of the, the one of the northernmost uh, regions within is within Israel. Uh, and you know when when he starts out, you know down you know in, in Sodom the Sodom or the Jordan Valley, that's in the very southernmost part of Israel. And so you know, he's going from the from one extreme of the of the of the of the, of the land to the other. He's going to the farthest reaches, uh, you know, to get him. You know, he's not. I mean, and, and that's what you know, Christ did for us. He went to the farthest reaches, you know, even unto death, to get us, you know, to to, to save us. So um, that's just what I wanted to uh, wanted to point out. But yeah, uh, let, let's go ahead and, and and move on to this these last uh, last few verses here and 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 look at Melchizedek. Okay, fourteen seventeen. After the turn of the defeat of uh, Chedorlaomer, however you say that, I don't know how to say it, and hopefully you don't either. Uh, Chedorlaomer. Oh wow. And the king who were with him. The king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of uh, Sheva, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a, he was a priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by the God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And I think uh, before we go any further, right there, and uh, when he talks about it, he brings out the bread and the wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? That's the uh, rule of first mention. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Melchizedek's the name means king of righteousness. Uh-huh. And uh, he said he's a high priest, just like, a, you know, it was foretold that Jesus was a, a line of priests from Melchizedek, right? Right, As yeah. opposed to being an Aaronic priest from Aaron. You know, right. So he was a higher priestly group than Aaron. And um, and also, uh, you know, brings the bread and the wine, you know, just like Jesus brought at the Lord's Supper, you know, talking about his body as the bread and his blood as the, or the wine as, as his blood. But also another thing he's talking about, you know, Melchizedek, these are all, I'm just trying to break it down because there's a lot of stuff right now. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. You know, Melchizedek is the means the king of righteousness. But it also says that Melchizedek is a king of Salem. Which Salem is another term, a shortened term for Jerusalem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was later renamed Jer- Jerusalem. But yeah. Yeah. Salem is the same place. So Melchizedek, I, I think, is meant to be a foreshadowing or direct picture of of, uh, of Jesus Christ, you know, coming. And uh, something else is the, the king of Sodom here. I've, it's almost like he's a like Satan. You know, after the after a great victory, Abram's defeated the armies and uh, retrieved Lot. You know, made it back with all his possessions and all this other stuff. And um, as you'll see later in a couple other verses after this, you know, the king of Sodom comes out. And uh, well, I just wait till we get further up there to that. But anyway, I just want to mention that about Melchizedek, the king yeah. of righteousness. Uh, here, here in um, you know, verse eighteen was it verse eighteen. Yeah, yeah, uh, verse eighteen. Yeah, it says uh, the you know, the very end there. It says yeah, he was he was a uh, he was priest of God Most High. The 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 uh, the Hebrew there for God Most High is El Elyon, which is um, I mean literally is God El you know Most High Elyon, um, and 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 you know th- this isn't just you know any old God you know he is a priest of the God not just a little G God and so that that, that you know that, that's kind of the uh, you know, it um it's interesting that you know not you know, uh, a, you know a, a lot of times we, we we as Christians you know think of of Abraham and family uh, as being you know the only worshipers of the one true God, but you know, there are other people out there. You know, and for instance, Melchizedek, 
and 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 there also had uh, were apparently other people. You know, if he's a priest, there there are apparently other people coming to that whatever that temple is. You know, to 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 worship you know the the one true God. Um, and uh, and 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 you know you know uh, polytheism. You know the 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 belief in in many gods, uh, even to the extent of millions and billions of gods, as as the uh, uh, the um, Hindus believe, uh, is, is the fact that uh, you know. Uh, polytheism wasn't the original that was never the norm you know the original and, and the norm originally was 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 monotheism you know one god but but you know uh, satan as he does uh, and his demons and and really even even probably without his aid you know humanity itself probably you, you came up with all these gods just to you know, come up you know, to have a uh, freedom from from uh, you know any kind of uh, accountability but um, the uh, uh, only other thing I wanted to mention before we moved on to the, to the last half of this Melchizedek section here uh, is in the actual uh, the the blessing that that Melchizedek says it says you know, blessed be Abraham by God most high possessor of heaven and earth uh, possessor can also be translated as creator either way the creator is always going to be the possessor I mean like the the original owner the, who has full and complete right to everything um, and so you know uh, you know Melchizedek recognizes that um, you know that God is in fact the creator and possessor of heaven and earth and it says you know, and blessed be God of most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand which you know God owns and created everything so he you know because he has the, he owns and has ownership of everything he's the one who delivered to Abram um, you know that you know, that that's just kind of a you know one of those things where you know, where again you know, God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose right one of the thing about him too uh, another reference to Melchizedek to the in the comparison of Melchizedek to Jesus as far as like a foreshadowing event or whatever you want to call it in uh, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 3 refers to Melchizedek as being without father and without mother and without genealogy and uh, having Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Um, so I guess it's like talking about the, you know, I guess in the priesthood at the time, you know, it's passed down from father to son, you know, as in a, in a line. Right. Is, right. Right. And so, you know, in order for it to be passed down from a line, that means there would have to be someone higher than Melchizedek. But in the genealogy, which they kept, uh, there was no one listed above him. There's no father and there's no mother listed. It says there's no genealogy. So it's, you know, going, it says that there's no beginning or end to his priesthood is what it's saying. There's no record to the beginning. There's no record to the end, which is, you know, why it's talking about according, why Jesus is part of the priesthood according to Melchizedek, because just like Melchizedek, you know, Jesus does not have a beginning or an end, and that's why he's higher than, that's why he is the high priest. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you, you know, what, what you keep quoting there is, is uh, uh, Hebrews uh, uh, seven seventeen. you know, for it is witnessed of him, that is Jesus, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Yeah, I was just saying, 7, 3 was when I was talking about, it's without mother and right, right. Uh, father and all. And, and really I mean, you know, that we, we, we could spend an entire episode, you know, just talking about Melchizedek because there, there, there are a lot of theories uh, about him. Um, but you know, regardless of, of, of what all the theories say, you know, he is certainly representative of Christ, um, you, know, you know, as the, you know, especially being called you know, the, the king of righteousness. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his uh, he, he, he's just a very interesting person. And, 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 and you know, the fact that at the very end of verse 20, it says that Abram gave him a tenth of everything. You know the fact that you know, Abram paid him homage or paid you know, homage to the priest uh, king of, of Salem. Um, you know, I, I know that's kind of you know, giving it to the you know, kind of like we do do in church today. You, you uh, our tithe or our tenth, uh, our our regular giving should be at least a tenth. But 
I think in the New Testament, it's giving abundantly with joy in your heart. Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah I right. Think the, the main thing is not just a tenth, but to give it all. But. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm just saying that that you know that, that this right here is is where we generally get the idea of giving a tenth from is you know coming from from Abraham or first even Abraham from Abram here. Um, that that that's, that that's where the the idea of giving a tenth came from. Uh, and and you know when, when we give today, I mean, we should be giving a you know as you said you know, abundantly. You know when you you know, out of the joy of our hearts, you know, from Christ. But, um, but uh, uh, I, I think earlier you, you were about about to, to to you know pull out a, a pretty good piece on on the King of Sodom. If you want to go ahead and do that real quick, yeah, we see uh, Melchizedek is like as a representation or a foreshadowing of, of Jesus. But you can see the the King of Sodom is like a I don't know if you want to call it foreshadowing because Satan is already you know brought up and everything. But but you know you see after this great victory that Abraham has had, you know, uh, Melchizedek brings out the wine and the and the uh bread and the bread at the time which right before that's when king of sodom aka not it's not well there's king of sodom but it's like representing satan in our lives you know right after the victory then satan's coming after you because he wants to knock you back down and you see uh oh it says right here in verse 21 in chapter 14 it says in the king of sodom said to abraham or abram give me the persons but take the goods for yourself and uh so it's like you know the king of the king of sodom like with well, satan is telling you just take your money and run or you can take your stuff and yeah. run and he's wanting to you know take take away things and then uh just like satan will want to do after your great victories and almost just like in the life of jesus uh you see you know just a few days after you know jesus comes into jerusalem you know his triumphal entry he's coming in coming in being praised as the king and you know he has this great victory you know as far as you know everyone's singing his praises and a few days later you know he's being crucified and delivered to pontius pilate as a criminal and as a blasphemer and all these other things and before that he was in the garden of gethsemane and he's sitting there praying to God, you know, for God to do his will. But he's at the same time, you know, Satan is tempting him, you know, giving him the option, you know, telling him, you know, why don't you just take your money and run? Why don't you just take your glory? You know, you've already been coming praised as a king. Satan's, I'll give you the whole world, you know, just leave, you know, you've done enough, you know, you can't, you can't do this. And, and he's tempting him right. to take glory away from the father, which is just what uh, Abraham says here, uh, says right after verse 21 and verse 22, it says, but Abraham said to King of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord God most high possessor of heaven and earth that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours lest you should say I have made Abram rich I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with with me let Aner, Eshcol and Mamre or however you say that take their share so he's you know King Sodom was trying to take away some of the glory or you know Abraham or Abram thought that he possibly could you know but um, he said he's not taking anything from you because he wants to give God all the glory you know, and, and, and he yeah, you know, uh, th- th- this is kind of the 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 opposite of, of what we saw with um, what's his face with Lot. You know, Lot looked looked you know toward the Jordan Valley and toward Sodom and and and, and liked what he saw and said, "I want to take that for myself." But then here's here's Abram. You know, the king of Sodom himself. You know, tries to offer him things. You know, offer him the goods. Uh, but you know, Abram's. You know, Abram says, "No." You know, I, I've already I've already you know I've already lifted my hand to God, which that's another way of saying you know, I've already taken a solemn oath. You know, to the Lord God Most High. Yeah, you know, I've already. You know, given him, given him, you know, an offering. I don't need to take anything back from you because then, then, then it's almost like you know, I've never given the offering to begin with. Uh, and, and and so you know, you know, uh, you know like you said, the king of Sodom was kind of you know, trying to you know, tempt him into taking things, and that would be uh, would have been uh, dishonoring to him, especially with you know, uh, with you know, the wickedness associated with Sodom. You know, you know Abram's uh, testimony, his reputation could have been tainted by that, by the by that interaction, by that. 
um, accepting essentially payment from him. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why it says, you know, uh, you know I, I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and, and, and the share of the men who went with me. Uh, and, and so he says, you, you go ahead and give the other guys, you know, what you will, but I'm, I'm not going to take any of it. And, uh, and so, you, 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 you know, uh, Abram, he, he, he really, you know, really you know, shows out, you know, this is, you know, again, another one of, one of his moments of, of, uh, good moments in his faith, you know, right. But, uh, you, you know, I, I, I think, you know, uh, if we we can like you know, kind of wrap this up in a in a nice bow here at the very end you know for like the the you know, application for, uh you know to our lives um you know th- throughout this that this whole episode here uh and not just our, not not our podcast episode but you know what we see here in scripture you know uh abram and lot they uh they, they led two very different lives you know lot lived you know uh, especially in these two chapters he, he he lived you know with the 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 lust of the eyes uh and and, and, and trusting the physical world, you know, and what it had to offer rather than what God had to offer. Uh, Abram, on the other hand, he trusted what God had to offer. He 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 put his faith in in God, and ultimately, you know. Uh, you know, Abraham's or Abram's whole family, including Lot, benefited from it because had Abram not trusted God, Lot probably would not have been rescued, and Lot probably would not have have li- lived to see another day. You know, uh, but he did, and so you know that that's what uh, what you know we need to do. We need to to, to stop trusting the, in the physical world, and we need to trust in in the spiritual in the spiritual power and the and you know that Jesus has. Uh, you know, Jesus can you know he he came to save us and and to give us life and to give it to us abundantly um you know, rather than satan he's he's come to you know to kill steal and destroy as it says in john 10 10 and uh and so so that, that that's really the the application for for this for this episode is you know trust jesus put your faith in him and everything won't necessarily work out to be okay but but you know in the end you know you won't have to worry about the physical needs because you will have an eternal uh eternally fulfilled need right yeah, just we gotta seek god first in all things and uh and that's the best way to stay out of trouble and um, that's right you know god says he has plans to, to prosper us and not and not to harm us but you know sometimes we go through times in our lives where obviously he will allow us to be tested or, or allow us to be sifted as the bible says and um but we just got to remember that that uh our lord and our savior has already done those things he's already been through those things and would still come out of it he still came out of it blameless and uh did not sin and not turn away and um so it's not impossible it's very hard to, to you know to go through life and being, I mean, I think it is, it is impossible for man. That's why we have a Lord and Jesus Christ to forgive us for our sins, to make a way for us to get to heaven. But, uh, I definitely think, like I said, seek God in all things and strive to be like the person that we're call ourselves after, you know, we're supposed to be Christians, the followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I think that, you know, just like in this, you know, God had a plan for, for Abraham, for Abram and, uh, Abraham f- was trying his best to follow the plan. He stumbled, but God was still able to bless him through these things and in the same way you know god has a plan for us and, and we'll stumble and fall but we have to remember we got to keep our eyes on the prize and uh and we will if nothing if nothing else we will be able to spend eternity with um uh, with god in heaven as his adopted children that's exactly right well um uh are, are, are those your your closing thoughts aaron yes that's it okay all right well um you know guys as always you know we we are excited to be here and, and be able to to, to to you know talk through these things with you uh 
uh, we would love to to, uh, to hear from you if you have any questions, anything that we uh, may not have covered uh, as in depth as you would like. Um, you know, please you know, uh, go to allthemore.com slash contact and fill, fill out the contact form. Uh, if you have anything you want us to pray for, uh, you know, go there as well. Um, if you haven't subscribed, you know, go to allthemore.com slash subscribe and you can get the, the RSS feed link or you can uh, you know, click any of the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or, or whatever other podcasting app link you would like there. Um, and lastly, you know, uh, you know, we, we just, uh, uh, we, 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 you know, covet your prayers, you know, uh, you know, that, that, that this is a, is a, uh, an endeavor that we are take, uh, undertaking, uh, not knowing where it will end, um, or if it will end, but, you know, uh, we, we, we do this, uh, because, you know, we feel God has called us to do this. And so, uh, if you would just continue in prayer for us and, uh, and we will, uh, be, be eternally grateful for that. So, um, we look forward to next week and, uh, stay tuned. for listening to the all the more podcast if you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content head on over to all that's all the more with two o's.com don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on itunes stitcher or your other favorite podcasting app until next time keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more